Chapter ten of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. The Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty, by Samuel Pepys. October, sixteen sixty. October first. Early to my lord to Whitehall, and there he did give me some work to do for him, and so with all haste to the office dined at home and my father by chance with me after dinner he and i advised about hangings for my rooms which are now almost fit to be hung the painters beginning to do their work to-day after dinner he and i to the mitre where with my uncle wyatt whom my father fetched thither while i drank a glass of wine privately with mr mansell a poor reformado of the charles who came to see me here we stayed and drank three or four pints of wine and so parted i home to look after my workmen and at night to bed the commissioners are very busy disbanding of the army, which they say do cause great robbing. My layings out upon my house and furniture are so great, that I fear I shall not be able to go through them without breaking one of my bags of hundred pounds, I having but two hundred pounds yet in the world. Second, With Sir William Penn by water to Whitehall, being this morning visited before I went out by my brother Tom, who told me that for his lying out of doors a day and a night, my father had forbade him to come any more into his house, at which I was troubled, and did soundly chide him for doing so, and upon confessing his fault I told him I would speak to my father. At Whitehall I met with Captain Clark, and took him to the leg in King Street, and did give him a dish or two of meat, and his purser that was with him, for his old kindness to be on board. After dinner I to Whitehall, where I met with Mrs. Hunt, and was forced to wait upon Mr. Scowen at a committee to speak for her husband, which I did. After that met with Llewellyn, Mr. Fage, and took them both to the dog, and did give them a glass of wine. After that at Will's I met with Mr. Spicer, and with him to the Abbey to see them at Vespers. There I found but a thin congregation already, so I see that religion, be it what it will, is but a humour. And so the esteem of it passeth, as other things do. From thence with him to see Robin Shaw, who has been a long time ill, and I have not seen him since I came from sea. He is much changed, but in hopes to be well again from thence by coach to my father's, and discoursed with him about Tom, and did give my advice to take him home again, which I think he will do in prudence, rather than put him upon learning the way of being worse. So home, and from home to Major Hart, who is just going out of town to-morrow, and made much of me, and did give me the oaths of supremacy and allegiance, that I may be capable of my arrears. So home again, where my wife tells me what she has bought to-day, namely a bed and furniture for her chamber, with which, very well pleased, I went to bed." Third, with Sir W. Batten and Penn by water to Whitehall, where a meeting of the Dukes of York and Albemarle, my Lord Sandwich and all the principal officers, about the winter guard, but we determined of nothing, to my lords who sent a great iron chest to Whitehall, and I saw it carried into the King's closet, where I saw most incomparable pictures, among the rest a book open upon a desk which I durst have sworn was a real book, and back again to my lord, and dined all alone with him, who did treat me with a great deal of respect and after dinner did discourse an hour with me, and advise about some way to get himself some money to make up for all his great expenses, saying that he believed that he might have anything that he would ask of the king. This day Mr. Shepley and all my lord's goods came from sea, some of them laid of the wardrobe, and some brought to my lord's house. From thence to our office, where we met and did business, and so home and spent the evening looking upon the painters that are at work in my house. This day I heard the Duke speak of a great design that he and my lord of Pembroke have, and a great many others, of sending a venture to some parts of Africa, to dig for gold ore there. They intend to admit as many as will venture their money, 
and so make themselves a company. £250 is the lowest share for every man. But I do not find that my lord do much like it. At night Dr. Fairbrother, for so he is lately made of the civil law, brought home my wife by coach, it being rainy weather, she having been abroad to-day to buy more furniture for her house. Fourth. This morning I was busy looking over papers at the office all alone, and being visited by Lieutenant Lambert of the Charles, to whom I was formerly much beholden, I took him along with me to a little alehouse hard by our office, whither my cousin Thomas Pepys, the turner, had sent for me to show me two gentlemen, that had a great desire to be known to me, one his name is Pepys, of our family, but one that I never heard of before, and the other a younger son of Sir Tom Bendish's, and so we all call cousins. After sitting a while in drinking, my two new cousins, myself, and Lieutenant Lambert went by water to Whitehall, and from thence I and Lieutenant Lambert to Westminster Abbey, where we saw Dr. Fruin translated to the Archbishopric of York. Here I saw the bishops of Winchester, Bangor, Rochester, Bath and Wells, and Salisbury, all in their habits, in King Henry the Seventh Chapel. But, Lord, are they going out! How people did most of them look upon them as strange creatures, and few with any kind of love or respect! From thence set two to my lord's, where we took Mr. Shepley and William Howe to the reindeer, and had some oysters, which were very good, the first I have eat this year. So back to my lord's to dinner, and after dinner Lieutenant Lambert and I did look upon my lord's model, and he told me many things in a ship that I desired to understand. From thence by water I, leaving Lieutenant Lambert at Blackfriars, went home, and there by promise met with Robert Shaw and Jack Spicer, who came to see me, and by the way I met upon Tower Hill with Mr. Pierce the surgeon and his wife, and took them home, and did give them good wine, ale, and anchovies, and stayed them till night, and so adieu. Then to look upon my painters, that are now at work in my house. At night to bed. Fifth. Office day. Dined at home. And all the afternoon at home, to see my painters make an end of their work, which they did to-day to my content, and I am in great joy to see my house likely once again to be clean. At night to bed. Sixth. Colonel Slingsby and I, at the office, getting a catch ready for the Prince de Ligne, to carry his things away to-day, who is now going home again. About noon comes my cousin H. Alcock, for whom I brought a letter for my lord to sign to my lord Broghill, for some preferment in Ireland, whither he is now a-going. After him comes Mr. Creed, who brought me some books from Holland with him, well bound in good books, which I thought he did intend to give me, but I found that I must pay him. He dined with me at my house, and from thence to Whitehall together, where I was to give my lord an account of the stations and victuals of the fleet, in order to the choosing of a fleet fit for him to take to sea, to bring over the Queen, but my lord not coming in before nine at night, I stayed no longer for him, but went back again home, and so to bed. 7th. Lord's Day. To Whitehall on foot, calling at my father's to change my long black cloak for a short one, long cloaks being now quite out. But he being gone to church, I could not get one, and therefore I proceeded on, and came to my lord before he went to chapel, and so went with him, where I heard Dr. Spurstow preach before the king a poor dry sermon, but a very good anthem of Captain Cook's afterwards. Going out of chapel I met with Jack Cole, my old friend, whom I had not seen a great while before, and had promised to renew acquaintance in London together, to my lord's and dined with him, he all dinner-time talking French to me, and telling me the story how the Duke of York hath got my lord Chancellor's daughter with child, and that she do lay it to him, and that for certain he did promise her marriage, and had signed it with his blood, but that he by stealth had got the paper out of her cabinet, and that the king would have him to marry her, but that he will not. So that the thing is very bad for the duke and them all, but my lord do make light of it, as the thing that he believes is not a new thing for the duke to do abroad. Discoursing concerning what if the duke should marry her, 
my lord told me that among his father's many old sayings that he had wrote in a book of his this is one that he that do get a wench with child and marry her afterwards is as if a man should in his hat and then clap it on his head i perceive my lord is grown a man very indifferent in all matters of religion and so makes nothing of these things after dinner to the abbey where i heard them read the church service but very ridiculously that indeed i do not in myself like it at all a poor cold sermon of dr lamb's one of the prebends in his habit came afterwards and so all ended and by my troth a pitiful sorry devotion that these men pay so walked home by land and before supper i read part of the marian persecution in mr fuller so to supper prayers and to bed eighth office day and my wife being gone out to buy some household stuff i dined all alone and after dinner to westminster in my way meeting mr moore coming to me who went back again with me calling at several places about business at my father's about gilded leather for my dining-room at mr crew's about money at my lord's about the same but meeting not mr shepley there i went home by water and mr moore with me who stayed and supped with me till almost nine at night we love one another's discourse so that we cannot part when we do meet he tells me that the profit of the privy seal is much fallen for which i am very sorry he gone and i to bed ninth this morning sir w batten with colonel birch to deptford to pay off two ships sir w pen and i stayed to do business and afterwards together to whitehall where i went to my lord and found him in bed not well and saw in his chamber his picture very well done and am with child till i get it copied out which i hope to do when he is gone to sea to whitehall again where at mr coventry's chamber i met with sir w pen again and so with him to redriff by water and from thence walked over the fields to deptford the first pleasant walk i have had a great while and in our way had a great deal of merry discourse and find him to be a merry fellow and pretty good-natured and sings very bawdy songs so we came and found our gentleman and mr prynne at the pay about noon we dined together and were very merry at table telling of tales after dinner to the pay of another ship till ten at night and so home in our barge a clear moonshine night and it was twelve o'clock before we got home where i found my wife in bed and part of our chambers hung to-day by the upholster but not being well done i was fretted and so in a discontent to bed i found mr prynne a good honest plain man but in his discourse not very free or pleasant among all the tales that passed among us to-day he told us of one damford that being a black man did scald his beard with mince pie and it came up again all white in that place and continued to his dying day sir w pen told us a good jest about some gentleman blinding of the drawer and who he catch was to pay the reckoning and so they got away and the master of the house coming up to see what his man did his man got told of him thinking it to be one of the gentlemen and told him that he was to pay the reckoning tenth office day all the morning in the afternoon with the upholster seeing him do things to my mind and to my content he did fit my chamber and my wife's at night comes mr moore and stayed late with me to tell me how sir hardress waller who only pleads guilty scott coke peters harrison etc were this day arraigned at the bar at the sessions house there being upon the bench the lord mayor general monk my lord of sandwich etc such a bench of noblemen as had not been ever seen in england they all seem to be dismayed and will all be condemned without question in sir orlando bridgman's charge he did wholly rip up the unjustness of the war against the king from the beginning and so it much reflects upon all the long parliament though the king had pardoned them yet they must hereby confess that the king do look upon them as traitors to-morrow they are to plead what they have to say at night to bed eleventh in the morning to my lord's where i met with mr creed and with him and mr blackburn to the rhenish wine-house where we sat drinking of healths a great while a thing which mr blackburn formerly would not upon any terms have done after we had done there mr creed and i to the leg in king street to dinner 
where he and I and my Will had a good udder to dinner, and from thence to walk in St. James's Park, where we observed the several engines at work to draw up water, with which sight I was very much pleased. Above all the rest, I like best that which Mr. Greatorex brought, which is one round thing going within all with a pair of stairs round, round which being laid at an angle of forty-five degrees to carry up the water with a great deal of ease. Here in the park we met with Mr. Salisbury, who took Mr. Creed and me to the cockpit to see the moor of Venice, which was well done. Bert acted the moor, by the same token a very pretty lady that sat by me called out to see Desdemona smothered. From thence with Mr. Creed to Hercules Pillars, where we drank and so parted, and I went home. Twelfth, office day all the morning, and from thence with Sir W. Batten and the rest of the officers to a venison pasty of his at the Dolphin, where dined with all Colonel Washington, Sir Edward Brett, and Major Norwood, very noble company. After dinner I went home, where I found Mr. Cook, who told me that my Lady Sandwich is come to town to-day, whereupon I went to Westminster to see her, and found her at supper, so she made me sit down all alone with her, and after supper stayed and talked with her, she showing me most extraordinary love and kindness, and to give me good assurance of my uncle's resolution to make me his heir. From thence home and to bed. Thirteenth, to my lord's in the morning, where I met with Captain Cuttons, but my lord not being up I went out to Charing Cross, to see Major General Harrison hanged, drawn, and quartered, which was done there, he looking as cheerful as any man could do in that condition. He was presently cut down, and his head and heart shown to the people, at which there was great shouts of joy. It is said that he said that he was sure to come shortly at the right hand of Christ, to judge them that now had judged him, and that his wife do expect his coming again. Thus it was my chance to see the king beheaded at Whitehall, and to see the first blood shed in revenge for the blood of the king at Charing Cross. From thence to my lord's, and took Captain Cuttons and Mr. Shepley to the Sun Tavern, and did give them some oysters. After that I went by water home, where I was angry with my wife, for her things lying about, and in my passion kicked the little fine basket, which I bought her in Holland, and broke it, which troubled me after I had done it, within all the afternoon setting up shelves in my study. At night to bed. Fourteenth, Lord's Day. Early to my lord's, in my way meeting with Dr. Fairbrother, who walked with me to my father's back again, and there we drank my morning draught, my father having gone to church, and my mother asleep in bed. Here he caused me to put my hand among a great many honourable hands, to a paper, or certificate in his behalf, to Whitehall Chapel, where one Dr. Cross made an indifferent sermon, and after it an anthem ill-sung, which made the king laugh. Here I first did see the Princess Royal since she came into England. Here I also observed how the Duke of York and Mrs. Palmer did talk to one another very wantonly through the hangings that parts the king's closet, and the closet where the ladies sit. To my lord's, where I found my wife, and she and I did dine with my lady, my lord dining with my lord Chamberlain, who did treat my wife with a good deal of respect. In the evening we went home through the rain by water in a sculler, having borrowed some coats of Mr. Shepley. So home, wet and dirty, and to bed. 15th. Office all the morning. My wife and I by water, I landed her at Whitefriars, she went to my father's to dinner, it being my father's wedding-day, there being a very great dinner, and only the Fenice and Joyce's there. This morning Mr. Carew was hanged and quartered at Charing Cross, but his quarters, by a great favour, are not to be hanged up. I was forced to go to my lord's to get him to meet the officers of the navy this afternoon, and so could not go along with her, but I miss my lord, who was this day upon the bench at the sessions-house. So I dined there and went to Whitehall, where I met with Sir W. Batten and Penn who with the Comptroller, Treasurer, and Mr. Coventry, at his chamber, made up a list of such ships as are fit to be kept out for the winter guard, and the rest to be paid off by the Parliament when they can get money, which I doubt will not be a great while. 
That done, I took coach and called my wife at my father's, and so homewards, calling at Thomas Pepys the Turner's, for some things that we wanted. And so home, where I fell to read The Fruitless Precaution, a book formerly recommended by Dr. Clark at sea to me, which I read in bed till I had made an end of it, and do find it the best writ tale that ever I read in my life. After that done, to sleep, which I did not very well do, because that my wife having a stopping in her nose, she snored much, which I never did hear her do before. Sixteenth. This morning my brother Tom came to me, with whom I made even for my last clothes to this day, and having eaten a dish of anchovies with him in the morning, my wife and I did intend to go forth to see a play at the cockpit this afternoon, but Mr. Moore coming to me, my wife stayed at home, and he and I went out together, with whom I called at the upholsters, and several other places that I had business with, and so home with him to the cockpit, where, understanding that wit without money was acted, I would not stay, but went home by water, by the way reading of the other two stories that are in the book that I read last night, which I do not like so well as it. Being come home, Will told me that my lord had a mind to speak with me to-night. So I returned by water, and coming there it was only to inquire how the ships were provided with victuals that are to go with him to fetch over the queen, which I gave him a good account of. He seemed to be in a melancholy humour, which I was told by W. Howe was, for that he had lately lost a great deal of money at cards, which he fears he do too much addict himself to nowadays. So home by water and to bed. 17th. Office day. At noon came Mr. Creed to me, whom I took along with me to the Feathers in Fish Street, where I was invited by Captain Cuttons to dinner, a dinner made by Mr. Dawes and his brother. We had two or three dishes of meat, well done. Their great design was to get me concerned in a business of theirs about a vessel of theirs that is in the service, hired by the King, in which I promise to do them all the service I can. From thence home again with Mr. Crewe, where I finding Mrs. Thea Turner and her Aunt Duke, I would not be seen but walked in the garden till they were gone when Mr. Spong came to me and Mr. Creed. Mr. Spong and I went to our music to sing, and he being gone, my wife and I went to put up my books in order in closet, and I to give her her books. After that to bed. 18th. This morning, it being expected that Colonel Hacker and Axtell should die, I went to Newgate, but found they were reprieved till to-morrow. So to my aunt Fenner's, where with her and my uncle I drank my morning draught. So to my father's, and did give orders for a pair of black baize linings to be made me, for my breeches against to-morrow morning, which was done. So to my lord's, where I spoke with my lord, and he would have had me dine with him, but I went thence to Mr. Blackburn, where I met my wife and my will's father and mother, the first time that ever I saw them, where we had a very fine dinner. Mr. Creed was also there. This day, by her high discourse, I found Mrs. Blackburn to be a very high dame, and a costly one, home with my wife by coach. This afternoon comes Mr. Chaplin and N. Osborne to my house, of whom I made very much, and kept them with me till late, and so to bed. At my coming home I did find that Thea Turner has sent for a pair of doves that my wife had promised her, and because she did not send them in the best cage, she sent them back again with a scornful letter, with which I was angry, but yet pretty well pleased that she was crossed. 19th. Office in the morning. This morning my dining-room was finished with green serge hanging and gilt leather, which is very handsome. This morning Hacker and Axtell were hanged and quartered, as the rest are. This night I sat up late to make up my accounts ready against to-morrow for my lord. I found him to be above eighty pounds in my debt, which is a good sight, and I bless God for it. Twentieth. This morning one came to me to advise with me where to make me a window into my cellar, in lieu of one which Sir W. Batten had stopped up, and going down into my cellar to look I stepped into a great heap of, by which I found that Mr. Turner's house of office is full, and comes into my cellar, which do trouble me, but I shall have it helped. 
to my lord's by land calling at several places about business where i dined with my lord and lady when he was very merry and did talk very high how he would have a french cook and a master of his horse and his lady and child to wear black patches which methought was strange but he is become a perfect courtier and among other things my lady saying that she could get a good merchant for her daughter jem he answered that he would rather see her with a peddler's pack at her back so she married a gentleman than she should marry a citizen this afternoon going through london and calling at crows the upholsters in st bartholomew's i saw the limbs of some of our new traitors set upon aldersgate which was a sad sight to see and a bloody week this and the last have been there being ten hanged drawn and quartered home and after writing a letter to my uncle by the post i went to bed twenty first lord's day to the parish church in the morning where a good sermon by mr mills after dinner to my lord's and from thence to the abbey where i met spicer and d vines and others of the old crew so leaving my boy at the abbey against i came back we went to priors by the hall back door but there being no drink to be had we went away and so to the crown in the palace yard i and george vines by the way calling at their house where he carried me up to the top of his turret where there is cook's head set up for a traitor and harrison set up on the other side of westminster hall here i could see them plainly as also a very fair prospect about london from the crown to the abbey to look for my boy but he was gone thence and so he being a novice i was at a loss what was become of him i called at my lord's where i found mr adams mr shepley's friend and at my father's but found him not so home where i found him but he had found the way home well enough of which i was glad so after supper and reading of some chapters i went to bed this day or two my wife has been troubled with her boils in the old place which do much trouble her to-day at noon god forgive me i strung my lute which i had not touched a great while before twenty-second office day after that to dinner at home upon some ribs of roast beef from the cooks which of late we have been forced to do because of our house being always under the painters and other people's hands that we could not dress it ourselves after dinner to my lord's where i found all preparing for my lord's going to sea to fetch the queen to-morrow at night my lord came home with whom i stayed long and talked of many things among others i got leave to have his picture that was done by lily copied and talking of religion i found him to be a perfect sceptic and said that all things would not be well while there was so much preaching and that it would be better if nothing but homilies were to be read in churches this afternoon he told me there hath been a meeting before the king and my lord chancellor of some episcopalian and presbyterian divines but what had passed he could not tell me after i had done talk with him i went to bed with mr shepley in his chamber but could hardly get any sleep all night the bed being ill-made and he a bad bedfellow twenty-third we rose early in the morning to get things ready for my lord and mr shepley going to put up his pistols which were charged with bullets into the holsters one of them flew off and it pleased god that the mouth of the gun being downwards it did us no hurt but i think i never was in more danger in my life which put me into a great fright about eight o'clock my lord went and going through the garden my lord met with mr william montague who told him of an estate of land lately come into the king's hands that he had a mind my lord should beg to which end my lord writ a letter presently to my lord chancellor to do it for him which after leave taken of my lord at whitehall bridge i did carry to warwick house to him and had a fair promise of him that he would do it this day for my lord in my way thither i met the lord chancellor and all the judges riding on horseback and going to westminster hall it being the first day of the term which was the first time i ever saw any such solemnity having done there i returned to whitehall where meeting with my brother ashwell and his cousin sam ashwell and mr mallard i took them to the leg in king street and gave them a dish of meat for dinner and paid for it 
From thence going to Whitehall I met with Caton Sturpin in mourning, who told me that her mistress was lately dead of the smallpox, and that herself was now married to Monsieur Petit, as also what her mistress had left her, which was very well. She also took me to her lodging at an ironmonger's in King Street, which was but very poor, and I found by a letter that she shewed me of her husband's to the king, that he is a right Frenchman and full of their own projects, he having a design to reform the universities and to institute schools for the learning of all languages, to speak them naturally and not by rule, which I know will come to nothing. From thence to my lord's, where I went forth by coach to Mrs. Parker's with my lady, and so to her house again. From thence I took my lord's picture, and carried it to Mr. Decret's to be copied. So to Whitehall, where I met Mr. Spong, and went home with him and played, and sang, and eat with him and his mother. After supper we looked over many books and instruments of his, especially his wooden jack in his chimney, which goes with the smoke, which indeed is very pretty. I found him to be as ingenious and good-natured a man as ever I met with in my life, and cannot admire him enough, he being so plain and illiterate a man as he is. From thence by coach home and to bed, which was welcome to me after a night's absence. 24th. I lay and slept long to-day, office day. I took occasion to be angry with my wife before I rose, about her putting up of half a crown of mine in a paper box, which she had forgot where she had lain it. But we were friends again, as we are always. Then I rose to Jack Cole, who came to see me, then to the office, so home to dinner, where I found Captain Murford, who did put three pounds into my hands, for a friendship I had done him, but I would not take it, but bade him keep it, till he has enough to buy my wife a necklace. This afternoon people at work in my house to make a light in my yard into my cellar. To Whitehall, in my way met with Mr. Moore, who went back with me. He tells me, among other things, that the Duke of York is now sorry for his lying with my Lord Chancellor's daughter, who is now brought to bed of a boy. From Whitehall to Mr. Decret's, who I found about my Lord's picture. From thence to Mr. Lilly's, where, not finding Mr. Spong, I went to Mr. Greatorex's, where I met him, and so to an alehouse, where I bought of him a drawing-pen, and he did show me the manner of the lamp-glasses, which carry the light a great way, good to read in bed by, and I intend to have one of them. So to Mr. Lilly's with Mr. Spong, where well received, there being a club to-night among his friends. Among the rest, Esquire Ashmole, who I found was a very ingenious gentleman. With him we two sang after it in Mr. Lilly's study. That done, we all paired, and I home by coach, taking Mr. Booker with me, who did tell me a great many fulleries, which may be done by nativities, and blaming Mr. Lilly for writing to please his friends, and to keep in with the times, as he did formerly to his own dishonour, and not according to the rules of art, by which he could not well err, as he had done. I set him down at Lime Street End, and so home, where I found a box of carpenter's tools sent by my cousin Thomas Pepys, which I had bespoke of him for to employ myself with sometimes. To bed. 25th. All day at home doing something in order to the fitting of my house. In the evening to Westminster about business, so home and to bed. This night the vault at the end of the cellar was emptied. 26th. Office. My father and Dr. Thomas Pepys dined at my house, the last of whom I did almost fox with Margate Ale. My father's mightily pleased with my ordering of my house. I did give him money to pay several bills. After that I to Westminster to Whitehall, where I saw the Duke de Soissons go from his audience with a very great deal of state. His own coach all red velvet covered with gold lace, and drawn by six barbs, and attended by twenty pages very rich in clothes. To Westminster Hall, and bought, among other books, one of the life of our Queen, which I read at home to my wife, but it was so sillily writ that we did nothing but laugh at it. Among other things, it is dedicated to that paragon of virtue and beauty, the Duchess of Albemarle. Great talk as if the Duke of York do now own the marriage between him and the Chancellor's daughter. 27th. 
in london and westminster all this day paying of money and buying of things for my house in my going i went by chance by my new lord mayor's house sir richard brown by goldsmith's hall which is now fitting and indeed is a very pretty house in coming back i called at paul's churchyard and bought alsted's encyclopedia which cost me thirty-eight shillings home and to bed my wife being much troubled with her old pain twenty-eighth lord's day there came some pills and plaster this morning from dr williams for my wife i to westminster abbey where with much difficulty going round by the cloisters i got in this day being a great day for the consecrating of five bishops which was done after sermon but i could not get into henry the seventh's chapel so i went to my lord's where i dined with my lady and my young lord and mr sidney who was sent for from twickenham to see my lord mayor's show to-morrow mr child did also dine with us after dinner to whitehall chapel my lady and my lady jemima and i up to the king's closet who is now gone to meet the queen so meeting with one mr hill that did know my lady he did take us into the king's closet and there we did stay all service time which i did think a great honour we went home to my lord's lodgings afterwards and there i parted with my lady and went home where i did find my wife pretty well after her physic so to bed twenty ninth i up early it being my lord mayor's day sir richard brown and neglecting my office i went to the wardrobe where i met my lady sandwich and all the children and after drinking of some strange and incomparable good claret of mr rumbles here mr townsend did take us and set the young lords at one mr neville's a draper in paul's churchyard and my lady and my lady pickering and i to one mr isaacson's a linen draper at the quay in cheapside where there was a company of fine ladies and we were very civilly treated and had a very good place to see the pageants which were many and i believe good for such kind of things but in themselves but poor and absurd after the ladies were placed i took mr townsend and isaacson to the next door a tavern and did spend five shillings upon them the show being done we got as far as paul's with much ado where i left my lady in the coach and went on foot with my lady pickering to her lodging which was a poor one in blackfriars where she never invited me to go in at all which methought was very strange for her to do so home where i was told how my lady davis is now come to our next lodgings and has locked up the lead's door from me which puts me into so great a disquiet that i went to bed and could not sleep till morning at it thirtieth within all the morning and dined at home my mind being so troubled that i could not mind nor do anything till i spoke with the comptroller to whom the lodgings belong in the afternoon to ease my mind i went to the cockpit all alone and there saw a very fine play called the tamer tamed very well acted that being done i went to mr crew's where i had left my boy and so with him and mr moore who would go a little way with me home as he will always do to the hercules pillars to drink where we did read over the king's declaration in matters of religion which is come out to-day which is very well penned i think to the satisfaction of most people so home where i am told mr davis's people have broken open the bolt of my chamber door that goes upon the leads which i went up to see and did find it so which did still trouble me more and more and so i sent for griffith and got him to search their house to see what the meaning of it might be but can learn nothing to-night but i am a little pleased that i have found this out i hear nothing yet of my lord whether he be gone for the queen from the downs or no but i believe he is and that he is now upon coming back again thirty-first office day much troubled all this morning in my mind about the business of my walk on the leads i spoke of it to the comptroller and the rest of the principal officers who are all unwilling to meddle in anything that may anger my lady davis and so i am fain to give over for the time that she do continue therein dined at home and after dinner to westminster hall where i met with billing the quaker at mrs mitchell's shop who is still of the former opinion he was of against the clergyman of all sorts and a cunning fellow i find him to be 
home and there i had news that sir w pen is resolved to ride to sir w batten's country-house to-morrow and would have me go with him so i sat up late getting together my things to ride in and was fain to cut an old pair of boots to make leathers for those i was to wear this month i conclude with my mind very heavy for the loss of the leads as also for the greatness of my late expenses insomuch that i do not think that i have above a hundred and fifty pounds clear money in the world but i have i believe got a great deal of good household stuff i hear to-day that the queen is landed at dover and will be here on friday next november second my wife has been so ill of late of her old pain that i have not known her this fortnight almost which is a pain to me end of october